0: This shit is far from the standard. We gotta follow the procedure. I got my boy and he's about to teach him. I'm about to chef another one and it's an anthem. Baby, listen up. We telling you the answers. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. I think all of us can relate to this one about as closely as possible maybe more than ever in your lives at the moment. All of us deal with past traumas, whether it's from our childhood, whether it's from middle school, high school, college, or even right now. And it's so fascinating how these traumas play a major role in our romantic relationships, and friendships. But I want to touch on the romantic side here today because I know um, how this feels as someone who at one point in my life went through a very traumatic thing romantically. A lot of you know about this and I've talked about this so many times. And I got to stop beating the dead horse, but I think it provides a ton of perspective here. Because when you start something new uh, with a completely different person that has completely different values and mindsets and experiences, yet sometimes they kind of show behaviors of someone in your past, good or bad, it's hard not to relate to that and try and do things the way that you did them then. And On this episode, I want to talk about that very specifically, including talking about self-sabotaging, a situation that actually might be going really well for you. But I think a lot of the time we self-sabotage that because we're just so used to toxicity in our past, a relationship that didn't work, uh, cheating on somebody else's end, or just a really fucked up situation or all of that into one. But before we get any farther, this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Proper. Proper has been helping to aid my sleep every single night for the last few years now, and it is no secret why. Their hemp-infused products, which I would recommend to every single one of you, is sourced from an organ-based, vertically integrated supplier for seed-to-shelf quality and traceability. Also, Proper third-party tests every formula to purify the absence of heavy metals, microbes, and pesticides, and, and more importantly, they verify the absence of those too. If you've been longing for a better night of sleep, you can head to GetProper.com and use code SPP for 10% off of your order. I'd recommend the Discovery Pack. It gives you a taste of just about everything. My two favorite products that Proper offers is the Sleep Restore, which helps to restore that sleep from the night before that you maybe missed. And also Sleep Immunity, which really helps to strengthen your immune system. Again, that's code SPP for 10% off your order at GetProper.com. Com. So we're talking about self-sabotaging, we're talking about past trauma in a new relationship, we're talking about really a lot of things. But what does self-sabotage actually look like? And if this is something that you're currently doing or have done in your past, it's totally fine because now we're at least self-aware as to what is exactly going on in our minds it's when you're allowing the past triggers and thoughts and actions from a completely different person project onto your new situation with a new person. That is self-sabotage 101. I cannot tell you the amount of times having since that last relationship that I had two years ago that ended so horribly, how many times I would try and get out there and date again and meet people again. But I knew I wasn't ready because every single time that someone did something, I would immediately relate it to that person. And that's how I knew it wasn't ready. However, I don't think this ever will leave you regardless of how much therapy you go to, regardless of how much you're really committed to you. As long as you're mindful that that thought is there and you're not projecting it, that is the most important thing. Because if you're in a situation with someone new right now and you're saying all these things and doing all these things and making them kind of feel weird, in their mind, they're thinking, well, I haven't actually done anything to make you feel this way, so why are you feeling this way? Then they question if you're ready. They question if you can do a relationship. They question a lot of things, and rightfully so. All that you can do is just be so transparent and direct and honest with them, and if they do care about you, they will make the effort and kind of see things a little bit more clearly from your perspective. It does suck to come from a situation that is really fucked up. I think all of us, to some degree, as I said earlier, have come from that. Whether it's in dating, whether it's in early life, whether it's at any point. And no trauma is greater than the other. Yes, some are, some aren't. But trauma is trauma and it's how you deal with it now that will determine the rest of your life. But there's a real common, and I'd say very common, Example of what self sabotage can look like. And I can guarantee you, I know I've done this in the past, and maybe you're doing this now or have done it, but it's when you're not able to address negative emotions because you're just afraid of that person leaving or not wanting to stay or to scare them off. A major red flag for self sabotage is. Having negative emotions about your partner, that's normal, but refusing, this is the part that's the red flag, refusing to address them. And I'll say this and I'll say this as loud as I can for anyone in the back. Feeling anxious, anger, frustrated, doubt in any relationship, romantic or not, is very common. It is. But refusing to speak to your partner about these fears signals that you're not exactly interested in fixing the problems that you're seeing or really interested in keeping your relationship alive. I know how hard it is to really like someone to try and have them see the best side of you. But this is why I always say you have to be authentic and true to yourself. And there's going to be so many situations with people where you're like, damn, that really, I wish it worked out, but I wasn't ready or they weren't ready. There's so many things that can go down. But don't suppress your feelings and emotions because you're afraid of them leaving. I think doing this maybe a few days in when you first meet is a little much. But as you get to know them weeks, months down the road, and they're going to do this to you, you're going to have all these feelings. Anyone can be good when it's good. But it's when it's bad, how good are you? at overcoming that? And how good are you guys together at overcoming it? A really big, really big question. So what I want you to do now, and we're about to get into avoiding self-sabotaging these four really important things that if you do them, you'll avoid it altogether and you'll be fine. But I want you to think about right now, what does a healthy relationship look like to you? I want you to envision it. I want you to think about it. I've actually written this down and what I do is I will take that list and compare it to the people or person that I am dating at a certain period of time. I've been doing this actually since that last relationship that I was in two years ago. By the way, thank you therapy, betterhelp.com ant, 10% off your first month. Uh-oh, not us cross promoting on episode, probably illegal, but don't care. But I want you to think about this because... Every single time that I have tried to get back up on my feet and date, I always take that list and compare it to that person. And if it doesn't match up, then it's not going to work. And this is a really good point and a really good part of where being logical comes into play. Because all of us have feelings. We have feelings toward this other person. They have feelings toward us. But it is so hard to be logical about a relationship, a partnership, if you're so emotionally attached, which is fine. Like That's the goal, to be in love, to be emotionally attached. That's amazing. But I think early on, it is so damn important to literally match this person next to the list and say, they do this, they do this, they don't do this, they don't do this, and really figure out what are deal breakers for you. I think one thing that I have very much learned over time, now almost going to be 26 in a few months. First of all, how the mindset in dating changes from when you're in college to now when you're literally a full grown ass adult. But also that relationships are like that new building that is being built and you keep seeing it. And every day it doesn't look like there's a lot of progress being made, but there is. And you also know and can see that from around that building, there is scaffolding. And when you see scaffolding, that usually indicates that there is a lot of work to be done. That's what a relationship is. A lot of fucking work. And if you find someone that is willing to put that same level of work in with you, y'all are going to be together forever or for how long that you guys have that thing It's so important that you find someone that is willing to put in the work. I cannot say that loud enough. And finally, before we wrap this, the uh, thing I think that you probably are waiting for the most, which is how to avoid self-sabotaging. These are things that I have learned over time. These are things that I have learned from my friends over time. Um, It's just so amazing how... When you start doing these four things, you realize that, yes, your past still matters, but it's not active in your present. First off and foremost, and I touched on this a little bit, but this is very, very important. Just be mindful of it. This person that you're newly dating or talking to or have been in a relationship with is not them. Meaning that person from your past that gave you anxiety and nervousness and Ended up doing something really fucked up to you. They're a completely different person with different experiences, different visions. And yes, while things that they do may kind of be similar to that other person that caused you all of this toxicity and grief and all those buzzwords, it doesn't mean that they're intentionally doing it to you. So the only way to figure that out is to just sit in it, be active in it, and just allow yourself to feel what you're going to feel. And whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But just remember that this person is not that toxic person from your past. Real important. Number two, and I would say that, and I'm very humble and I do not pat myself back on the back very often. But I think two years later, after getting out of that crazy uh, ending of a relationship, I am now able to see the good in someone until given a reason otherwise. Understandably, I think a few months after that, even maybe a year after that went down, it wasn't anyone else's fault that I couldn't see the good in them because I was just so fucked up mentally that I was not ready. But I now know that I'm at a place to see the good in someone until given a reason otherwise. And yes, while Past things will come up and pop up, and things that maybe I'm saying or doing that are going to make the other person feel weird or like, well, why are you saying this? Why are you feeling this? Why are you doing this? I'm still seeing the good in them. As long as those things are very minimal, you're fine. However, always listen to your gut. That's the caveat to that first part of the statement. Your nervous system is typically never wrong and it is only acting based off of things that have already happened in your life. This person you're with now is new. This person is giving you a new experience, a new vision on life, a new experience with it. So sometimes it's hard to be like, okay, well, my nervous system, my gut is telling me this, but actually I don't really know this person well enough yet to have an opinion. So just be mindful about it. See the good in other people until given a reason. Otherwise, But listen to your gut. Do not be blind. Thirdly, if they're doing something that's triggering you, what good is your relationship if you can't go to them and bring it up? I don't mean to do this in a very projectile way, in a very accusatory way. I don't mean to yell at them. None of that. You should not be doing that. But there is a way to... Bring this up in conversation, whether it's casual, you guys are talking about something and you lead into it, or just be very calm about it and explain to them in depth why what they're doing is triggering you. And I'll tell you, the right person will want to hear you out, stick around and figure it out. Initially, they might be annoyed. Um, initially, they might be upset, angry, all those words. But if they're meant for you, they're going to want to make you feel comfortable, calm, and confident in them. Like I don't think I would want anyone to feel any sort of trigger towards me or trauma towards me because of something I'm doing. And a lot of the time, as I mentioned already, it's shit that's unintentional. And this person may have no idea that they're doing this to you. And if you don't say anything, you're building up resentment until you fucking flip out. And then you flip out over nothing versus going to them and being open about it. You're not being a lot when you do this. You're actually doing yourself a service. And you're filtering out the people that are not going to work for you. Real damn important. And finally, I think everyone that's been here for the whole ride of this podcast knows what I'm about to say next. I'll let you say it or at least guess what it is and think about it in your mind. But the fourth thing that you absolutely must do to avoid self-sabotaging starts with a C, ends with an E. I'll just fill in the blank. Communicate. Without it, you do not have shit. And I can tell you something, and this has been so fascinating to me to really understand about people and their relationships. Like you, I have some friends that are in committed relationships are in new relationships, are engaged, are getting engaged, or are married. Like at 26, about to be 26, I have that all over the board. And it is a really new, not weird feeling, but just wild feeling to kind of see how people molded together and moved at their own pace and they're doing their thing. But the number one question, and I did this pretty recently within the last month because I was very curious Of my friends that are in very much committed relationships, engaged, getting engaged or married, I ask them, when you guys are in a fight, when you guys are in a disagreement, when you guys are in a position where you're unsure of each other, how are you communicating to each other on it? Do you want to know the answer I've gotten every single time? It's just amazing. Being proactive versus reactive. When you're proactive, you're thoughtful. When you're proactive, you're typically calm. When you're proactive, you have a strategy in place and you can deliver something a lot more efficiently. When you're reactive, you're typically going to be emotional. You're going to be defensive. And you might be a little upset and verbally angry. So you see the difference in those two things and how if you're proactive about communicating on something versus reactive, your relationship is going to be that much more healthier and you're self sabotaging if you don't communicate and like not urge your partner to do this but be like hey um i'm doing this over here why are we not doing this over here sort of deal not that you should have to do that but you're self sabotaging if you cannot say that to them and i touched on that earlier really important i think an example of of proactive communication could be something as simple as Your texting patterns with them. All of a sudden, they're busy. Something comes up. You don't hear from them for X amount of time. All that they had to do was be like, hey, I'm not really going to be near my phone or I can't really text or I can't really whatever it is for this amount of time, but I will text you when I'm done or I will call you when I'm done. Do you know how many headaches that saves? And I know all of this makes so much sense and is incredibly logical, But there's also a part of you that's like, well, that's a lot of work. That's too much. I shouldn't have to do that. When you find someone that you really care about, that you really like, or really, really fucking love, you will do just about anything to make that situation and relationship perfect. Take it from someone that has been in love before. You'll do just about anything that's the episode. Shout out to proper for sponsoring this episode. If you want to sleep better at night, head to get proper.com code SPP for 10% off your order. Also, you can head to anfrailcom slash partners for other deals and discounts with our fabulous other partners over there. And if you're still at anfrail.com, you can click on the shop tab. All of our merch will be there. We're going to be putting out new merch for the winter and even going into the new year. So stay tuned for that. Also, as I mentioned on our last episode, we now have an Instagram for this podcast. It is in my bio on my personal Instagram, or if you go to at standard procedure podcast on Instagram, I know that's really long to type out. So if you go to my Instagram, everything's linked there. Give it a follow. We're going to be posting a lot more podcast content there. Clips, quotes, did you knows, uh, just so many various different things that I think are going to be really valuable to your life. So please support us there. I know a lot of you already have and uh, we continue to want to grow that page and, and grow with you. So thank you very much for that. We really appreciate it. I think that's it. That's all I got. I just kind of flew through that. But it is so damn fascinating how trauma plays a factor in all of our relationships. And don't allow your past to affect your present negatively. Have a great rest of your week. Stay safe out there. And I will talk to all of you later.